Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. that you are joining me once again if you don't like that how about the nba season beginning tonight the marquee matchup brooklyn at milwaukee speaking of the nba i am going to have my nba preview coming up on friday's show with the one and only jerry reynolds jerry will break down the kings and the rest of the nba that's on our nba preview show coming up for you on Friday. Let me first tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. For your plumbing needs and repairs, they've got a fix for you. New Works Plumbing is awesome. And remember, they are available to you around the clock 24-7. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. They've got a fix for you. They will take care of all of your plumbing needs and repairs. Again, that's newworksplumbing.com. N-E-W-W-R-X EWWRXplumbing.com. John Gruden out, as we know, last week as Raiders coach. How good did the Raiders look on Sunday? I've always said this about John Gruden. I think he's a very overrated coach. I've never been that enamored with him as a head coach. I've been saying that for years. And I don't want to get carried away with just one game. But boy, did the Raiders look like a different team on Sunday against Denver. But I want to talk about what's going on off the field with John Gruden and the Raiders and the National Football League. Unfortunately, in society today, there are many people that are afraid to speak up for what they believe in or what they see. They're afraid of cancel culture. uh, They don't want to get caught up in our woke culture, which clearly is is going on from uh, coast to coast. But I think more than anything, they're nervous about their livelihood. I talked about this on my podcast last week with Tim Brando of Fox. I have had many private conversations with sportscasters that you would know who are household names in this country that also tell me that they do worry about saying something on the air now that's going to be misconstrued, misinterpreted. It's not like it used to be because one slip of the tongue and you can be done. It is as quick as that. And then you have people that are afraid to go on the air or social media or whatever the case may be and speak what they believe in. And again, that is very unfortunate I get it to a degree but there are certain things that you should never be silent about and turn your head on one is racism if you see an act of racism you need to speak up that goes for anti-semitic acts that goes for hate against Asians or any other race 
After all, I keep on talking about this almost every week. Mitch Album, Detroit Free Press, you cannot be selective with your noise, not against hate. And unfortunately, there are too many, such as LeBron James, with over 50 million Twitter followers, that, as I said, unfortunately, is very selective with his noise against hate. I do not understand that. That's why I love reading from time to time stories from Phil Mushnick of the New York Post. Now, I don't agree with everything that Phil writes. There are things that Phil writes that I do not agree with. Sometimes I think he goes a little overboard. But when I read his work, it really makes me think in a different direction, perhaps, than I had previously. And then I talk about it with my friends, and we really get into some really good uh, conversations. He wrote a story last week on John Gruden that was titled, Roger Goodell tarnished NFL's values long before John Gruden. Now, this story, or the article, starts off by this. Reader Keith Martson has a splendid idea. Now that John Gruden is available and has shown himself to be a vulgar, women-degrading, racially inflammatory bigot, he qualifies to perform at halftime of the Super Bowl. Now, for the record, Phil's not a big fan of John Gruden when he was at ESPN doing Monday Night Football. He writes he was consistently unprepared to say anything of value unless audiences were enthralled with Spider 2Y Banana, the old Tampa 2 formations, and uh, transparent filler such as this Detroit Lions national football team. Worse, for some untreated reason, he froze out Sean McDonough, diminishing the value of ESPN's best football play-by-play man. Not that ESPN would know it. And try as McDonough did, Gruden failed to pay attention to the games. Now to the crux of his story. This week, as you know, Gruden was relegated to the past tense. Good riddance, said the NFL in a statement condemning Gruden's childishly crude and hateful emails sent starting 10 years ago when Gruden, at 48, was young and didn't know any better. Those emails puffed the NFL are wholly contrary to the NFL's values. And that's where the NFL, in the wildly capricious hands of Roger Goodell, should have inserted a long, loud laugh track. The NFL's values? Would they include the steady employment of an Antonio Brown, Pac-Man Jones, and dozens dozens of other recidivist misanthropes? The Jaguars hiring of Urban Meyer, who, among other sordid things as a college coach, hired an assistant coach he knew to be a wife beater? Do the NFL's values include the selection of Ray Lewis to sell NFL merchandise after he pleaded to an obstruction of justice charge and reached a settlement with the families of two homicide victims stabbed to death? Lewis's blood-soaked suit having mysteriously disappeared? Given the NFL's values... Goodell should explain why he has allowed the Super Bowl to become a festival for rappers who promote the most negative, crude, and degrading stereotypes of black Americans. Why did he allow Jennifer Lopez to become a bump-and-grind pole dancer to the NFL's largest audience? NFL values? Why was another round of antisocial garbage ordered for this year's Super Bowl entertainment? Why has the NFL under Goodell 
determined for all of us that if you don't favor N-wording, women bashing, gun worshipping, crotch grabbing, gutter vulgar rappers, the Super Bowl is not for you. Where is Goodell's soulful 2009 testimony pointing to sports gambling as a curse on American family values now that he's busy selling gambling operations designed to beat fans out of their money? One image of Goodell I can't shake. It came during the 2019 Super Bowl in Atlanta. In a transparent public relations con and the cheap exploitation of Martin Luther King's legacy and martyrdom, Goodell, just before kickoff, was seen on tape somberly leaving Ebenezer Baptist Church where King was ordained. Very touching. King and his followers, after all, would march to the hate-filled, blooded calls of the N-word. But at halftime, the NFL turned it over to vulgar, woman denigrating, boasting, no upside, Backwards pointed N wording rappers Travis Scott and Big Boy, all in conspicuous conflict with everything King lived and died for. Thus, Goodell's solemn appearance in that pregame MLK skit was nauseating. And Goodell is still happy to officiate at the marriage of football to bottom feeding rappers, though he still lacks the courage to read aloud their lyrics, lest they further reveal him to be the pandering first-class phony, and PSL hustler he is. The NFL, rather than repudiate, repudiate rather, or even ignore such acts, will fly them in, put them up, and pay them to advance the NFL's values during its biggest annual game. Yep, Gruden had to go. That a right-headed man could type such missives is an appalling in 2021 as it would have been at the time he hit send in 2012, he was in violation of NFL values. Now bring on Snoop Dogg that he has been charged with for everything from gun possession to producing pornography with underage girls. He's far more reflective of the NFL's cherished values. What do you think about that? What do you think about the story that I just read and Phil Mushnick. Is that going overboard? Is he painting an unfair picture of the rappers that he mentioned in the story? Or has he hit this right on the head? Where the NFL is such a hypocritical league and they are so out of touch with reality that we don't really know what is right anymore and what is wrong. I mean, it just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. There's no consistency anymore in our society. You can say something, but I can't because my skin color is different than yours. A rapper, and again, is that just entertainment? If I listen to rap music with those type of lyrics, is that the same as me going into a movie and watching shootouts all over the place and violence and is 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 it is it entertainment or when i go to a movie is it the real world or is it theater is it is it hollywood i i don't know the answer to that question what i do know is 
and I hate to stereotype by age, but I am going for the sake of this conversation. A lot of our young people listen to that genre of music, rap music, among other things. And if the lyrics are that degrading to women, to black people, then are we not sending the wrong message? Or is it understood that as rap and that culture, that that is accepted and don't pay attention to the real meanings of the sentences? I mean, I'm asking the question. Are we being completely inconsistent here? Are we not being hypocritical? I mean, where do you draw the line? Do we need a rule book in society now? Maybe every Monday when we wake up that we go on the internet and we get the rules for this week in October of 2021. Okay, last week you could say this, but be careful you don't say it this week. Because now it's offensive and it's racist or it's homophobic or it's this or it's that. I know you could say it last week, but the rules have changed. Somebody somewhere decides what we can and cannot say. I still would love to meet that individual because I have yet to meet that person that decides what is offensive and what is not. I'm waiting. I still look for that individual. I haven't yet met that individual. I don't know if it's male or female, or can I even say male and female anymore in 2021? Maybe I'm not allowed to be that gender-specific anymore in the United States of America. Again, I don't know. You know, I know a couple of years ago I could, but I don't know if I can call male and female anymore in America. I I don't know. I need a rule book. What was once perfectly normal, now unfortunately to... A group of people is offensive. I need to know about my sports teams and their mascots and their nicknames. Is it okay for me to still root for the Cleveland Indians if I'm living in Cleveland? Or do I absolutely have to call them the Cleveland Guardians starting next season? Again, I'm asking the question because I just don't know. Am I okay to wear my Washington Redskins jersey to a Washington football team game? Or am I now all of a sudden insensitive, racist, and don't understand what's going on in the world? Am I allowed not to dress like a hog anymore when I go to the Washington football team games? Well, I can't. Not allowed anymore. Because now all of a sudden, that's offensive. I don't know when that became offensive, but I do know that that's offensive now. So I would like every morning, not every morning because it would be nauseating, every Monday, with you if you work a typical Monday to Friday job or whenever your work week starts or when you go to school. Maybe you could spend 15 minutes and get on the internet. Things you absolutely cannot say this week. And you compare them to what you could say the week before or two weeks before or three weeks before and it is all confusing as hell. No wonder why so many people have called me in the past several months and have told me they're nervous about saying the wrong thing on the air. You think... How the hell would you not be nervous? Seriously. Think about the society we're living in today. Think about that story I just read from Phil Mushnick of the New York Post. I got to tell you, I had a conversation with about seven or eight different people this weekend about that story. 
I didn't get anyone that disagreed with it. And not all of the people I talked to were white. I talked to three individuals that were black, and they agree with Phil Mushnick's story. Now, I'm not saying you have to agree with it. I'm not saying you have to believe what he said is accurate. You can have your own opinion. But it does make you think, does it not? And I'm not saying John Gruden should be coaching the Raiders anymore because I don't think he should after the latest round of emails came out. But I also said this last week. Are you really going to believe that out of 650,000 emails, the only emails that were leaked involved John Gruden and the Raiders? Of course, Mark Davis feels like he was a target. Of course, Mark Davis feels like he was set up. How would Mark Davis feel any differently? I feel he was set up too. I feel the Raiders organization was completely set up. There's no mystery that the NFL and the Raiders have never seen eye to eye. There's no mystery that Al Davis and the National Football League were always going head to head, whether it was in the courtroom or what have you. Al was a renegade. Al wanted to do things his way, and thus the lawsuits and the the tense relationship with the then-commissioner Pete Rozelle of the NFL. The Raiders and the NFL have never been in harmony. Why do you think the Raiders are in Las Vegas and not in Los Angeles? It's very obvious. The NFL didn't want Mark Davis in Los Angeles. They didn't want Mark Davis to reap the rewards and have the representation of that franchise in the number two market in America. But you know what's interesting about the Raiders? As we talk about our woke society and our cancel culture, the Raiders were always at the forefront when it came to women in the workplace, minority hiring, Tom Flores, Art Shell. Al was in the forefront. Al ran his franchise differently than most every other franchise in sport. Amy Trask high leading executive in the front office. That wasn't going on anywhere else in the National Football League. Again, minority coaches. Al ran his franchise a certain way. But yet, that wasn't good enough for the NFL because of the lawsuits and everything else. Again, that's why the Raiders are not in L.A. A couple of weeks ago when the Raiders played the Chargers, SoFi Stadium in a marquee game, Monday Night Football, Was that stadium full of Charger fans or Raider fans? I mean, it would have made perfect sense to have the Raiders in Los Angeles because then the Rams could get their crowds, the Chargers could have moved to Vegas, and then things would have been much better. But instead, you have a Chargers team, much improved, that can't corner a fan base in that region of the state. The Raiders, meanwhile would have had an enormous fan base, much more so than the Rams, which is another reason probably why the Raiders are not in Los Angeles. But the main reason is Mark Davis. The main reason is the NFL was not going to throw a big-sized bone to the Raiders organization. So I go back to Phil Mushnick's column. Is what he wrote accurate? Are we looking at a double standard? Are we looking at hypocrisy that the NFL is coming down hard on all of these things that were mentioned in the article. And yet, for halftime, they allow Snoop Dogg and other rappers year after year with their lyrics, with the N-word, with women degrading, and I can go on and on. Isn't that hard to understand 
in society. Thus, I go back to having an internet for 15 minutes on Mondays where I can look about what I can and cannot say anymore because things change so quickly. So freaking quickly. I'd love to know what you think about this. You can hit me up on my social media accounts, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, uh, Facebook, on Twitter, at Grant Napier Show, because with each passing week, our society, to me, becomes more and more and more confusing. And whereas we live in America, the freedom of speech, uh uh-uh, nope. We don't have freedom of speech anymore. That doesn't exist for a lot of the people that work in our industry. Now, now, you might have freedom of speech, but then you're going to be canceled. Then you're going to be labeled. You're going to be stereotyped. That's not freedom of speech, is it? Nope. Used to be that way, but it's not anymore. And I will probably get a phone call before this month is over from another well-known media member who tells me, hey, Grant, just checking up on you, and we'll talk for 15 or 20 minutes, and eventually it will come around to others that have been ridiculed and canceled for something that they said. No second chances. Nope, you're done. See you later. Doesn't really matter what you've done in your life, but I guarantee you 100% before the end of this month, I'll get another phone call from a well-known sportscaster, and we'll have that conversation. And you know what? That is freaking sad. Now to our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I will answer your question right here on my sportscast, on my podcast. I've really enjoyed the questions since I started this uh, podcast a little over a year ago. Really have. I really enjoy all the feedback uh, on Crowd Ultra. All right, let's get to our first question here. Episode 110, hard to believe. Tyler wants to know, Mahomes' mom said, if the ball is deflected or off someone's hands and not cleanly intercepted, it shouldn't count as an interception. Do you agree? You know what, Tyler? I've talked about this for years and years and years. Should be like a major league pitcher's earned run average. If there's an error and a run scores, that doesn't count against the pitcher's ERA. There should be an asterisk. There should be three categories. Touchdown, interception, and then an asterisk for an interception, meaning it wasn't the quarterback's fault. Why would a Hail Mary at the end of a game on a desperation that's intercepted in the end zone, go against a quarterback's touchdown-to-interception ratio. It makes no sense. Why should a perfectly thrown ball that bounces off a receiver's hands into a defensive player's hands for an interception, why should that count against a touchdown-to-interception ratio? I've always felt that. So, yes, I do agree with Mahomes' mom. Will wants to know, are you more excited for the start of the NBA or NHL season. That is very easy. NHL. I've been watching games every single night. I love the NHL. Absolutely love, love, love the National Hockey League. Alex asked if I saw the Saturday Night Live Gruden skit. I did not. I missed it. Rob wants to know, should check swings at least in the ninth be determined by replay? I think in playoff baseball, they should be. I think in playoff baseball, the instant replay needs to be increased. No one really cares about how long a playoff game takes. So if it takes a couple more minutes, nobody's going to lose sleep over it. The reality is you have to get the call right. And in the Giants-Dodgers, the check swing by Gabe Morales was awful. It wasn't even close. And a season for a team 
should never end that way. Derek wants to know, would you ever have thought an NBA player would make over $100 million a year? No, and I still don't think that's going to happen. Am I missing something, Derek? Ben asked, do you have any good white chocolate stories? Ben, how much time do you have? Jason Williams, I could do, you know, a week's worth of podcast on his stories, some which obviously I can't say on the air, but he was one funny, 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 funny individual. Mike wants to know, are you glad the Kings aren't extending Bagley's contract? Stay tuned for Grant's rant, Mike, coming up in just a moment. Bryce asked, what's your take on the MLB requiring teams to provide minor league players housing? I didn't know that, Bryce. Actually, in retrospect, I think it's probably a good idea based on what MLB minor league, or not MLB, based on what minor league baseball players make. I can see that. Adam asked, do you think Westbrook will make or break the Lakers this season? I think Russ wants to win a championship so badly. I think he's so thirsty for a championship that I think he will make the Lakers a championship team. I really believe that. All right, question from Bryce. Do you like Ime Yudoka benching Grant Williams for complaining the refs? No, I don't like it. I love it. And I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of Ime Yudoka. Got to know him when he played in Sacramento. The guy is a consummate professional. He got great tutelage working for Greg Popovich. And not only that, when Marcus Smart missed the plane, he suspended him for the preseason game a couple of nights ago in Miami. Good for Ime Yudoka. More coaches need to be like that. I think it is fabulous. I think it is absolutely fabulous. I'm a huge Ime Yudoka fan. No way I'll ever root for a team in Boston, but I'm rooting for him. I am rooting for him. I love that. You know, how about some freaking discipline? Absolutely. Good for Ime Yudoka and good for telling Marcus Smart. You know what? I'll tell you what he just did. He sent a message to his team. If you're late for a flight, the doors are closed and you're not playing. I absolutely love that. You know what? I have been on so many chartered aircraft with teams and every coach has waited for players when they're late. Now, if there is a jackknife on Interstate 80 and it's well-known, and players can't get there, that's different. Now, that's a different situation. But I love, love what Ime Yudoka is doing already. Dylan wants to know, would you have given Mikel Bridges the contract extension he got? Dylan, I'm going to answer the question this way. Jerry Reynolds said it best. You don't become a better team by losing good players. So you better figure out a way to keep your good players. And Bridges is a good player. Great player? No, but good player. And if you lose Bridges, you're not as good of a team. So in a nutshell, yeah, I'm in favor of it. I think it's the right move. It's time for Grant. 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 Today's rant is brought to you by Roy's Umbrella. Hey, are you thinking of buying a new home? Have you been thinking about doing a refi? You know, interest rates and the loan programs out there can be very confusing. Let Roy and his staff walk you right through it. I've dealt with Roy for a number of years. He is absolutely awesome, trustworthy. He's beat a death sentence of cancer twice. He's got such a phenomenal perspective on life. He wants to get to know you. He'll do business the old-fashioned way. You will love what Roy and his staff will do for you. Again, for all of your home loan needs, just go to RoysUmbrella.com. That's RoysUmbrella.com. 
Good for the Sacramento Kings for not giving Marvin Bagley a contract extension. He doesn't deserve it. You saw Jaron Jackson of the Memphis Grizzlies, who has taken two picks after Marvin, get a four-year, $105 million deal. You know what? Jackson deserved it. He earned it. Bagley hasn't earned squat. He hasn't done a damn thing yet in his NBA career. Part of it is injuries. The other part is his attitude. And when I mean his attitude, I don't like what he did this summer. All right? I don't like the fact that, you know, he basically took the Kings off his social media platforms and, you know, was retweeting about getting out of Sacramento. That's unprofessional. All right? And then there's his father and his family and their asinine things that they put out on social media. Marvin Bagley did not earn, did not deserve a contract extension. So what that means is beginning next season, he will become a restricted free agent. If he plays well this year, if he shows that he wants to be part of the program, then the Kings can match any offer they receive or they can give him a deal themselves. Good move by Monty McNair and the Sacramento Kings for not rewarding and not giving Marvin Bagley a new deal. He did not earn it. He did not deserve it. And I, for one, applaud the situation by the Sacramento Kings front office. If you're Bagley, go out and prove it. Go out and be a team player this year. Stay healthy, make an impact, and yeah, play a little defense too. That's not going to kill you. It's going to be very interesting to see how Luke Walton coaches Marvin Bagley this year if he's out on the court playing only one side of the floor. And Mr. Bagley, Marvin's father, and the family better zip it when it comes to social media because they're not making life any better or easier for their son. That is for damn sure. Stay off social media if you want to criticize the Kings. Criticize another franchise. Criticize other things. Don't criticize the coach that coaches your son. It's a bad look. It's unprofessional. It's immature. It's irresponsible. And it is freaking embarrassing. Again, good move for the Sacramento Kings. And that's my podcast for today. Don't forget, coming up on Friday, Jerry Reynolds will break down the Kings. We'll break down the NBA. Always fun. When the one and only Jerry Reynolds can join me, that is coming up for you on Friday's edition right here if you don't like that. Hey, thank you so much for joining me here as always. Hope you have a great rest of the day. And thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.